What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Joseph Orr Podcast and the JV Podcast Network. Sorry about the waves in the background. I'm just for the intro and outro. I'm sitting out on this beautiful balcony on a family vacation in, in Hawaii. The morning of Monday, December 23rd, looking out about the ocean. It's amazing. So you just have to deal with these waves for a few minutes. Just a quick reminder, Apple, Spotify, or YouTube, wherever you may be listening, please rate five stars, leave a friendly review, subscribe, and turn those notifications on so you never miss an episode. Interviews like this one coming your way every single Monday, and I know it's been gone for the last two weeks, but it will be back the Weekend 12-Pack with Uncle Micah, your degenerate gambler advice from non-degenerate gamblers coming your way every single Friday. Guys, on this episode, I'm going to do a quick, very quick 16 Sundays in hell. I'm on vacation. I don't want to have to talk about the Browns too much. And then you will hear an awesome, super fun interview with Jack Denmo. He basically does what I do up in Canada. He does drunk interviews. He's a YouTuber. Super, super funny guy. We talk about a little YouTube movie that he did where he had this contest where he had a bunch of virgins write in, send in all these submissions, an application, if you will, and he picked one, gave him a total makeover, took him out to the club, taught him how to teach the girls. It was an awesome movie. It was like an hour and 20 minutes. It's hilarious. He had me laughing the entire movie, the entire interview. It was great stuff. So before we get into that, though, quickly, 16 Sundays in hell. The only bright spot of this Brown season has been the emergence of Swagger Jr. and the return of the Vertical Stripes. They are both 4-1 and one on the year since making, since making their first appearance. And... This year, picking games, I'm 10-5. and five. The Browns may be 6-9 and nine and out of the playoffs, but I would be on my way into the playoffs in the AFC if I picked all the Browns games right. I'm 10-5. and five. I predict they'd be 10-6 and six on the year. That's obviously not going to happen. They're probably going to be 7-9 and nine if they can beat Cincinnati. But picking the games, I'm 10-5. and five. Not too bad. So they lose against Baltimore. And one of the things that was really frustrating is you look at the last two weeks, what happened to happen for the Browns to get into the playoffs? Obviously, I don't think the way that they played all year, even if they made it in, they definitely didn't deserve it. What had to happen on Sunday was a Browns win against Baltimore, a Jets win versus the Steelers, which happened, a Saints win versus the Titans, which happened, and a Colts win versus the Panthers, which all happened. So if the Browns would have beaten the Ravens or if they just would have beat the Arizona Cardinals. Now, I don't want to hate on the Cardinals because I really like Kyler Murray. I like what they're doing out there. Kenyon Drake has been on fire these last two weeks, and they beat Seattle on Sunday. But, I mean, the Cardinals were 3-9-1 coming into that Browns game. The Browns should have handled them, and it really wasn't even close. It was a blowout. The Cardinals absolutely handled the Browns. So if they would have taken care of business there or just beat a third-string quarterback in Duck Hodges, now, I love Duck, but he got pulled for Mason Rudolph on Sunday against the Jets and had a four-interception game on Sunday night football against the Bills. If the Browns wanted to made him look like Ben Roethlisberger, maybe that things would have been a little different. Or maybe if they would have beat that other third-string quarterback out there in Denver, a very disappointing game. If the Browns just would have won one of those games, they should have won all three of them. But if they just would have won one or two, what a different spot they would be in looking at how bad the season went, and that was still their situation. And then in week 17, the last week of the season, this is what would have had to have happened. The Browns beating the Bengals, probable. The Ravens beating the Steelers, very probable. The Texans beating the Titans, that very well could have happened. I know Tennessee's got a lot to play for since Pittsburgh lost and they lost. They still have a chance to make it in that second wild card. 
They might be the second wild card right now. I'd have to look at it. And then the Colts beating the Jaguars. So even with as horrible as this Brown season has gone, and, and as many bad losses as they have on their schedule, it was still it was still pretty likely they didn't need like you know four ties and they didn't need all these other crazy things. Those things needed to happen. Now a lot of them had to happen. They all happened on Sunday, except that's right, the Browns winning their game. It was sad to see. The last thing I'll say, you know, I could break it down and look at different things. Freddie Kitchens has got to go. Baker Mayfield has played really bad this year. Some of it's on coaching. A lot of it's on Baker. But I just look at things throughout the year, things like clock management. Like, I still cannot get over a fireable offense. They said it would have to be a dramatic collapse. I think this has been a dramatic collapse. And I don't think you want to bring Freddie Kitchens in again, bring him back for 2020 where he's already on the hot seat. And, you're gonna, and you have the chance, a very likely chance, of wasting another year of Baker Mayfield on a rookie contract. You just don't want to do that. The Browns have to fire Freddie Kitchens. The Browns, with the Ravens with zero timeouts, the, Bra- the, the Ravens on Sunday scored 14 points at the end of this first half with zero timeouts with less than two minutes to go. How did that happen? It wasn't a turnover. It wasn't a pick six. It was the Browns' defense just being wide open and then being able to throw all over them because they're the Ravens and we're the Browns. But not only that, the issue was Freddie Kitchens. It was his fault. He's not out there covering players or making tackles, but he is calling the plays. And he called three straight pass plays with the Ravens having zero timeouts. Zero timeouts. All three incomplete. Probably no more than 10 or 12 seconds run off the clock. The Ravens, 14 points, with the Browns being up 6 nothing. Could have been up 6-0 at half, and they took the ball to start the game. So instead of being up 6-0 at half, the Ravens score 14 points with zero timeouts with under two minutes to go in the first half. And then, of course, they come out, they get the ball to start the second half and score right then and there. They're up 21-6. You have to fire Freddie Kitchens. All these are fireable offenses. You can fire him based off just that alone. He's got to go. We can't waste any more years of these guys on cheap contracts, especially a quarterback. That is the method to winning in the NFL. I don't know if Baker Mayfield is the answer. I hate to say that, but I would like to see him with a real coach. I would love to see Mike McCarthy come rejoin with John Dorsey. I would love to see Baker Mayfield with a proven head coach. Some people say the game has passed him by. He did win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. They said you know, he kind of lost it at the end, but Aaron Rodgers is a tough guy to deal with. You know, kind of like, you know, LeBron. LeBron, I'm not saying he's tough. You know, LeBron is tough to deal with. But with that, you get greatness and you get winning. And sometimes the expiration date, you know, you look at LeBron, the way you have to build a roster around him. Really now, and maybe it's going to be different with the Lakers, now that the Warriors have broken up. But you looked at Miami. That only was able to last for four years. That wasn't like a long-term sustainable project. You went after it. You went all in for four straight years, and eventually because of salary cap, contracts, and just things, and just exhaustion, those things have to move on. The same thing happened in Cleveland. Now, now we're looking at all the bad contracts the Cavs had, but it was worth it because you go all in for a player that great. And that's, and I think, uh, you know, th- that's what happens. So I think Mike McCarthy has got a lot left. He would be my number one candidate. I know nothing about coaching. All I know is just about anything would be an upgrade from Freddie Kitchens, and I hate to say it because I was all on board with Freddie Kitchens going into the year. So 
And that pretty much wraps up the Browns season. They have one game, like I mentioned, next week against the Bengals. Looking forward to watching that. And that's going to be the last game of the year. And I hope the Browns make the right decisions by cleaning house, getting new coaches in. I hate to, I hate to do it, but just wanting consistency and some continuity, but have it being mediocre and, and wasting years away with guys on rookie contracts and, and you know, missing out on that potential window. It's not a window. You know, nothing's guaranteed. You know, it's just a potential window right now, and it's still far away. But I think you got a clean house, and you have to find a new coach to get in there. So that's 16 Sundays in hell. That was, that was Sunday number 16 of 17. Now let's talk to Jack Denmo. All right, so calling in on the Bat Phone JV Podcast Hotline right now, Jack Denmo. So, Jack, so excited to do this. We've been talking about this for a while. You've been crazy busy. We're going to get into all of that. But first, I have to say welcome. Thanks for having me, bud. Of course. And I'm very method in my work. So right now, since you're from Canada, I have this Christmas sweater on. It has a maple leaf and it says sorry on it. Is that like funny or am I some sort of like Canadian racist? Buddy, you know what? Um... A lot of people say sorry here, so <laughs> yeah, fuck, that's pretty accurate, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just accurate. I guess that is the uh, the the appropriate word. So obviously, you've been crazy busy. So how have uh, how have things been? Like what? I, I just want to know. First off, what kind of made you start wanting to do YouTube? Like, what made you start start wanting to do videos? Like, was it just at fun at first? Did you always? like think it as a career path like what how did you end up doing what you're doing oh buddy do you want the uh the short answer or the explosive long answer oh always we only accept explosive long answers on this one <laughs> okay um so when i was a kid i was really good at art i liked drawing and uh, eventually i got bored of it so i moved on to animating yep. animations yep and so um, I started doing animations on the computer. Uh, next thing you know, I had a YouTube channel when I was like 10. Wow. And um, yeah, I did some animations back in like 2007. And uh, I had like 3K subs. It's pretty It's pretty good. But, buddy, it's literally like the Wild West days of YouTube, 2007. Oh, yeah. Uh, so then high school started, though, and um, I totally quit, stopped doing it completely. And then... High school ended. I did a, a trade, so I have some. I have a couple diplomas. I did a, nice. a drilling trade. Okay. I did a business trade, a business diploma too, and um, I was about 22 or 23, about okay. three years ago. I was in college and um i watched ufc a lot do you watch ufc buddy no i i don't i catch like highlights once in a while ufc is awesome I, i'm just like super into like football basketball and baseball so ufc kind of like goes over my head sometimes but, but when there's a big ticket i always be sure to tune in like a bunch of guys get together when we watch true beauty so like yeah i had this business where um i had a ufc compilation channel really a couple of them actually because I realized that you can make money off YouTube and uh, you could upload other people's stuff. Right. If it was in the form of like a compilation video. Interesting. Yeah. So like you ever see those videos like fail compilations yep. or like uh, people getting stuck in escalators, yep. shit like that. Um, so I realized you could do that with UFC. 
So I started to compile these highlights from press conferences, like, you know, yep. Conor McGregor, most savage trash talk, right. shit like that. And um, I started making, like, a shitload of money doing that really? while I was in school. And I was like, I was telling my buddies, I'm like, boys, like, I made 20 bucks. And they're like, <laughs> oh, like, sick. You can get, like, pizza. Yeah. And then I made, like, a couple thousand bucks. And they're like, holy fuck, how do I do this? That's so, a lot of pizzas. But, yeah, so I was doing that for... <laughs> Uh, about seven or eight months, I had a bunch of channels shut down, copyright. Yeah. Weasel my way around it, and eventually, what I did was um, I was doing it full time. And then there was this big fight coming up: Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather. Oh, incredible! Yep, the big one, right? So I figured, like, wow, it'd be funny if I went out to the street <laughs> and um, oh, I'll pause here though. But before that, anyways. Before, way before this, though, when I was, like, in school for yep. all these trades and even in high school, sometimes I'd lay, lie awake at night and be like, man, like, I should have just stuck with YouTube. Right. And uh, I'd really beat myself up about it for years. So, anyways, fast forward to this. Um, so, I, I, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll interview drunk people <laughs> about their predictions for Connor versus Floyd. So, I went out to the street. It was a shitty fucking mic. Yeah. And I'm, like, my random buddy who just hung out with me and we did interviews and then I put the video up on the compilation channel and people loved it. They're like, dude, that was great. You should start a channel just doing this. Right. And then I did. And then uh, the compilation business got shut down. So I just started doing YouTube interviews full time. This was about two years ago. Wow. That's that's crazy. So what have you seen? Like, do you have any, cra I mean, I know I have tons of crazy stories. Does it get a little bit, so in Canada, um, is like to go out to all the bars and clubs and things like that. Is it 19? Is that the drinking age? Yeah. Yeah. It's 19 here. I it's actually, uh, I think it's 18 in, uh, Montreal and Quebec too. Jeez. So I feel like it's only a few years, like between 21 here in the United States, but I know like thinking about myself and other people, like seeing them go out at 21 like i can't even imagine them being able to go out at 18 or 19 so do you feel like you get like some extra crazy stuff just because you have kids who are, are like could be like still in high school like not even in college or university for for you guys that are out there like with like grown-ass people like drinking and just going nuts yeah i suppose i mean people like people are much more accepting of drunks here though really like, people are much less aggressive and confrontational yeah like i feel like in the states yeah uh there's there's much more tension for people sure people want to be abrasive more but in canada if somebody's all fucked up acting like an idiot people kind of make a joke out of it yeah take care of them almost that's so funny so like i see okay so some of my favorite shows to watch are um canadian shows so when i see things like trailer park boys and letter kenny is that like is that like uh, not too far off? Like, are those are there those kind of people out there in Canada? Um, well, I can speak for Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of people like that, and the language, the, uh, yeah. the sayings, the grammar, that's all very accurate. Um, a lot of sometimes, um, you might even notice this too, actually, on some of the videos you do. The, the consistent people that watch you, they'll right. comment shit that you say all the time. Right. And you don't even realize it, but you probably have a lot of mannerisms Definitely. that people in the YouTube comments point out. So for me, 
it's you know when i say fuck yeah buddy shit like that so yeah i'd say it's pretty accurate i I haven't actually seen letter kenny i think that's the one where it's guys in the west though eh? like uh on a farm yeah yep yeah people see i live in ontario it's basically the america of canada oh because yeah like 90 percent of the population is right against the border but outside of ontario you got like manitoba uh, British Columbia, Alberta. People out there are are very. Uh, I don't want to say less advanced, but like they're definitely like characters, like farmers yeah. that say "a" all the time. <laughs> that's that's awesome. And I see you, especially following you on Instagram, seeing your Instagram stories. You do a lot of work at these different schools, like the universities. First off, like how do I get an invitation to some of these parties? It seems like. Like, there's these collection of houses, and they have these huge block parties, and I imagine that's just, like, a field day for you to go out there with the mic and a camera guy, and it's just content galore. You can stand out there for eight hours, and you can make, like, an infinite amount of uh, of videos. Oh, buddy, it's perfect. So, oh. basically, um, we have homecomings, and yep. uh, I, I assume you guys have them, too. Yep, we do. But um, here, nobody really gives a fuck about football. It's about the party. So, yeah. Um, the game is at the, at the. It's basically like an excuse to have a street party 100%. at this point, especially because of social media. Yep. Um, so the one, the ones near in Ontario, all the universities are like two hours apart. So basically, you can hit every hoko if it's at a different weekend. Jeez. So when when all these you know nineteen year olds, like you said, yep, decide you know to go to university. They, they split up between schools usually. So what they right. do in order like to go out to the other university is they hit up the Hoka together. Yeah. So, so it's like a tour. Like people go school to school. Right. And what happens is uh, wherever the most, I guess there's a history behind it. Like maybe 10 years ago, a couple houses in a row would celebrate together before the game. And that's what gave the street the notoriety to be the place to be. Yeah. But now it's just an unsanctioned festival. Uh, anywhere from 10,000 to 40,000 kids. That's insane. For, yeah, it's ridiculous. Bro, so many of them are like, you know, like you said, 19 too. So they just can't handle their booze and they're going wild. Yeah, it can be um, like nobody, the first time they're starting to drink. But Damn. yeah, it's great, man. It's the best thing ever. That's awesome. That's that's crazy. And I, and I imagine I've seen some stuff. You've been banned. Are they trying to ban you on some universities? I imagine like the administration just hates it when you're on the news and like the whole perception of the school is just a bunch of drunk 19 20 and 21 year olds and you're just exploiting it which is hilarious like but i imagine the school is just like like they just they you're probably like fbi's most wanted like you're canada's most wanted for all these universities like they're like get this guy (laughs) out of here yeah that's true actually um so i've been banned and i'm banned from before like uh one time there's a school that i go to a lot to work at uh-huh. uh, my laptop mcmaster i got banned there because uh like a year ago i, I had this giant frog <laughs> i won at an exhibition and i banged it in the forest and um but they didn't get mad about that they got mad about some other shit i did at the school yeah but they used it as an excuse but anyways i got unbanned from there okay thankfully. congrats they're cool with me they actually let me film on campus because they know that I'm not, you know, like we've, we've established guidelines, right? Okay, But gotcha. um, one school I got banned from in particular is a real powerhouse 
of Canada. It's, uh, it's called Western University, and it's like where all the rich kids go. It has a lot of big sports teams. It's, uh, you know, very, very... It, it's pretty easy to get into, but a lot of the other schools don't like it because it's like a douchey school, but um, I think it's just a great, great bunch of kids to party. But what happened was they had the most famous hoko of all the other hokos. Okay. So they're like the, the king of hokos because other ones, you know, you get like 10K kids, maybe 15, yep. maybe 20K. They get like 40,000. That's um, insane. Dude, the the street that uh, the street parties go down on, every house owner yep. sold to a, somebody that started a student house except one. So there's like... Oh my gosh. Yeah, 50 student houses. Um, it's called Brockdale. Okay. And... The uh, university refuses to pay the cost to police it because they have to send a bunch of police, volunteers, and stuff to like make sure it doesn't get out of control. Oh my gosh! And, yeah. So what the what the university does is they throw on a concert in order to like deter kids from going to that. Yeah. And they they have their headliner play from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Interesting. Which is peak peak Hoko right. hour. So uh, this year they had uh, ASAP Rocky and Tyga. Oh my gosh. like a fucking big act. But what happened was the day of um, ASAP Rocky got denied at the border because of some shit that happened in Sweden. So right. he couldn't get his work visa. And basically they had no headliner. So all the kids that were going to go there also came to Western Hoko Street Party. Oh my gosh. So yeah, so there's like 45,000 kids. It was <laughs> insane. It was so sick. And then, um, but anyways... On the news, they uh, CTV News London did a story on it, and basically they made it seem like I invented it. Like right. I invented the street party. Yeah. And um, they obviously, when watching last year's video, so not the one that just happened, but the one from the year before, it's a bunch yeah. of, yeah, like you said, drunk people acting pretty silly, but it's very satirical. And Oh, for sure. Yeah, they, they probably thought that it deterred kids from going to the school, but actually kids want to go to the school because it's so lit. Yeah. But they painted me as this bad guy. And then um, the actual hoko happened, and it was lit. And it was much safer than the year prior. It was uh, way less people going to the hospital, way less kids picketed. And even though there were more people, everybody behaved. So it was actually a success. But it cost them like $300,000 to police. So Jeez. Yeah, so London police don't like me. Uh, Western police don't like me. And I was very honest in the interview I did. And the guy that interviewed me was actually a beauty. So I was very straightforward about it. I was honest. But anyways, so I kept filming pranks at Western, Joseph. But yeah. to get to uh, getting banned from universities, this was the biggest ban. Yeah. Uh, so it was Halloween about a month ago. Oh, baby. Yeah, I dressed up as Batman. Saw that. So, Incredible. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. So you know what I did. Basically, I showed up to the school. Um, I was scaring people in, in the silent study of a library. And they were all cool about it, too. Like, everybody yeah. was chill. That's, you know, in the video, like, I put a little bit of people reacting good to it. But so anyways, yeah, I started scaring people. And then I thought it'd be funny to blast porn in front of everybody <laughs> as Batman and then yell as Batman. Right. So, so I did that. And then uh, I, I was talking to some fans. And they're like, hey, there's a live exam going on right now. Oh, man. Room. So I was like, oh, well, I should probably go in there and, like, try and sit down. So I did that. Um, I said some derogatory words as a joke. Right. I got chased around the library. 
I, um, so I made it out of there. I went into a lecture. I gave a speech about how my parents are dead and I was born in a cave. Um, and then some guy was dressed like Spider-Man and I fought him in front yes. of about 300 kids. Wait, was that like, okay, was that one of your guys or someone just happened to randa- randomly be dressed as Spider-Man? You're like, hey, you want to do this? Buddy, it was Halloween. So some fucking he, guy was dressed like Spider-Man. No way! Around. I was like, dude, let's fucking go right now. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really good, man. Like, we were the only two kids in the school that dressed up, really. There's a couple, you know gothic people or you know right. anime kids but yeah yeah so it was halloween though right so you know we were we were trolling obviously and then um yeah so after that western knowing that they didn't like me because of the other stuff the uh the hoko yeah basically the next day they found out my real name because jack denmo is actually like a nickname really my, my last name is slightly different but they knew my real name, so my legal registered address was at my parents' house. Uh-huh. And so they sent two police, OPP, to my parents' house to talk to me. And this is not standard protocol in Canada at all. Like, this never happens. So I, I, I Western is about two hours from where my parents' house was. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, basically what they did was Western made a call somebody really high up made a call to London police and got London, like they called in a favor to London police. So London police called in a favor to uh, Caledonia, Haldeman County police to send two guys to the door to tell me I was banned personally. And I wasn't there. So my parents called me like, Hey, like police are here. And I'm like, Oh, well tell them my actual address. And then they did. And they asked them, are you guys going to come here? And they're like, no, um, we don't even it's a waste of time they were pissed that they had to do it so anyways the next day hamilton police come to my door in hamilton so police were sent twice to basically tell me in person that i was banned um i spoke to the police on the phone and then they sent me a letter saying i was banned for uh harassing women uh saying derogatory language and disturbing a live exam Yeah, that's great stuff. Wow, they really wanted you. They were going. They were making all the phone calls. It was like they were chasing Wait. down a like, um, like a, a domestic terrorist or something. That's insane. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a lot of hype. Realistically, though, um, I'm gonna get unbanned because legally, there's a couple things I can use to my advantage yeah. that would uh, allow me to continue filming there. But what I'm gonna do is reach out to them and have a meeting where we can establish some guidelines like yeah. I did at the other universities Yeah. in order to uh, make something that works for both of us. So that, cause I, I can help them keep a hold on Hoko cause Hoko gets really wild, Yeah. but I can help them, you know, keep control of it if they work with me. So we're going to work something. There you go. I'm excited. Okay. So let's get to the main event here. Like I told you before we went on air, I just got done rewatching your uh, your movie that's on your YouTube channel, Jack Denmo. Um, the vir- you, you take a virgin to the club. Um, you you hold this contest. People send in send in videos. You're gonna give them a makeover. You're gonna take them out to the club. You're, you know, five star service. You have the hookup, a table, patio, drinks. There's gonna be girls there. All all that kind of stuff. We're gonna get into all the details. But I want to start with 
where did the idea come from and has it set in yet the 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 um, video's been out less than a month like you made a movie it was like an hour and 20 minutes has it set in like holy crap like i'm doing youtube full time doing these interviews doing these prank videos all this kind of stuff oh and i made a a film i made a movie like that's that's crazy buddy man oh what a fucking <laughs> what a film honestly like as you must know, uh, Canada gets fucking cold yeah. and useless like half the year. Yep. So after after uh, the end of October, you can't do those daily dropout style pickup yeah. line videos right. outside. So I filmed like 60 of them in two months. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, like I'd, I'd show up, I'd do four pranks a day, I'd have four different outfits in my car, I'd yep. switch into. And... Um, because of that, though, because uh, I'm grinding, right? I'm trying to put out content. So right. I blew my wad the first two months. I filmed the Virgin movie September. Yep. And, and um, blew my wad filming all these pranks. So November, um, I basically spent, I think, like 14 days in a row, 12 to 14 hours a day, editing the Virgin wow. movie. Unreal. Yeah. So, like, uh, we filmed it. Um, obviously, you, what do you think about it? What, what did you like about it as a movie? Well, I guess it is a movie. Yeah, because what I loved about it the most, well, first off, I feel like what I got from a lot of your like narration, like as as the, um, you know, you're, you're watching things and then you kind of jump in and you describe something or give a little background or drop a comment. I What I noticed and what I liked the most is I think we have a very similar sense of humor. Like I don't really take anything too seriously and I always kind of take things as like in a satirical manner so like some of the things that you said that were like pretty dark like one thing that stuck out to me that I was actually laughing out loud it was something like I don't know you set um Andre up with something and you were just like and it parted the sea like like when Moses parted the sea that is if the bible and god were real or something like that like just oh yeah yeah just like, just like comments <laughs> like that or where um you have your one um african-american friend who showed up and you're like we just wanted to make sure to include him so i wasn't looked at as a racist and just like just like <laughs> stuff like that like that's just like so harmless and funny like it's just so like i love that aspect of it but um i just what i loved is just the whole idea and i thought andre was just you know as you guys say it up there was just a beauty after <laughs> just a beauty man i mean really i that's i literally have it written down here on my note card i'm like andre beauty in big letters Right here, right. I wanted to make sure I got yeah. that. But um, oh, well, first off, how pissed were you? The uh, the guy that you had handpicked, ready to go, and he's just like, "Oh, bro, like, sorry, I um, I just sent it in, in as a joke. I didn't think I'd get it. I'm not actually a virgin." Like, how pissed were you? Oh, buddy, I was fucking rattled, man. That's like, BS. Oh, it was one week before too. So like, I made this whole video, um, promoting it. And I got a lot of entries. Yep. And um, he was like, because me and my buddies were looking at these entries, right? And we're like, man, some of these guys, like, fuck, you know? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then other guys were like, oh, this guy definitely fucks. Like, he's not a virgin. Yeah. So we thought we found the perfect mix of both. And yep. this guy, uh, Luke, shout out to Luke. Fuck you, Luke. Loser. And fucking loser, man. And anyways, um, so I was like hyped because I had girls that were going to go there and I showed them pictures of this guy and they're like, Oh, like he's handsome. Like I'll bang him. Like, yeah. And I'm like, what? That's sick. Like kills confirmed. 
And uh, the boys in the group are like, oh, like this guy's going to fuck, you know, sounds like a beauty, sounds funny. And then when I called him a week before, um, yeah, he just he just said it was a troll. So it put me in a real sticky situation. Yeah. And uh, thankfully, uh, I, I thought this might happen. So I had a backup virgin. And Smart. It made the movie actually more epic, I think, because we had a, a super virgin virgin that was a last minute replacement. So right. it was even more dramatic, right? Yeah, absolutely. It definitely added to the storyline. I, I was hooked. I was hooked right there. I'm like, let's do it. I'm, all, I'm along for this ride. So I love you guys did the makeover. You guys troll H&M a little bit, which is really funny. Um, calling it the, uh, what was it, like the... Um, just Fuck the boy. Yes, Fuck yes. Boy. White boy, fuckboy store. Yes, that's yeah. right. You get, you get them the, uh, the, the same haircut, the fade. Got to love it. Oh, you know, yeah, white tee, oh, ripped jeans. Ripped jeans, yeah. right. Yeah, it was perfect. And I love, I love when you're on the, on the phone with the promoter or owner of the club, whoever it was, when you told him you had 14 guys. He was like, Jesus, you have 14 guys? Yeah. Well, that was, oh, that was good <laughs> stuff. But then I love So you guys pull up in a limo, all 14 of you, like I said, like you said in the movie as well. Corner table, out on the patio, it's beautiful. So were you getting, okay, so what kind of was the promotion like? Like obviously you said before you had Andre with the previous guy, like you were showing pictures to girls, like letting them know what was going on. Like were you putting stuff out there? Were you getting like DMs from like girls and just anyone and everyone? Like, hey, you know, where are you guys going to be at? When is it? Like was it an extra busy night at the, uh, at the club? Like was it like an event? Like did people know what was going on? So, so for the setup of it, um, we did it the very first week of the semester. Nice. And so it was the uh, Frosh Week Saturday at a village called Hess Village, which is kind of like 6th Street in the States. I'm yeah. sure you're familiar with that, the one in Texas. Yeah. Uh, obviously, like only 10% the size, but super lit. Um, but anyways, as it was Frosh Week, um, I only really... <clears throat> I only really film at several universities in Ontario because they're close to my house yeah. and haven't really expanded to the States yet. So I actually get recognized a lot at universities. However, um, the new students have no idea who I am. Perfect. So the very first week of the semester is when I'm filming the most. I filmed probably 11 pranks that week. <laughs> so I was working every day. Yeah. Uh, I only had like eight days notice of finding the backup virgin or maybe even less, um, 10 days notice that I was going to be at that club on that night. Like that was the virgin night. And then, um, when I could have been promoting, I was just filming pranks like 10 hours a day the first week. So until it was actually, uh, the day itself, Saturday, I wasn't really promoting or checking my DMS or anything, but I put a poster up saying, Hey guys, this is where it's going to be. And, um, I knew that it would be good though, because, it would be bumping that night anyways because sure. it was brush week. But, dude, as soon as we showed up, it was like a hero's welcome, man. It was insane. Yeah. There was like hundreds of kids lined up around both bars. Like, so yeah. the bar we were at, the bar across the street, there was just kids outside. And, like, when the limo pulled up, people were screaming and chanting, like, Virgin, Virgin, Virgin. Incredible. Dude, it was so sick. Like, we had... Um, I know if you watch the video, there's a couple uh, Hess regulars that were there. Uh-huh. That I invited back uh, one girl, Lacey, the girl with full body tattoos oh, yeah. and huge. Oh, I want to talk about Lacey. Oh yeah. Yep, the Virgin Slayer. She was there. Um, 
you know, a lot of the uh, Hess rats, that's what we call them. <laughs> like the, the girls that go out to the bars there, they're Hess rats. Yep. They were all there too. So it was, it was a different vibe, man. Like we made it super dramatic, our entrance too. Like super slow motion. Yeah. And, and the whole time, Andre is just saying all this love, man. Like we're constantly high-fiving him, like yeah. hugging him, throwing him to broads to make out with. Like Incredible. there was a lot of hype and like, we were all drew super drunk too. So, you know, like a bunch of boys cheering for no reason. Like that was the energy. Yeah. Oh, I bet it was through the roof. And I loved when you guys started doing uh, drunk interviews at, at the club, like being inside. It always cracks me up because, you know, obviously we love it that people talk to us. That's how we get content. But at the same time, I'm just like, you guys are the stupidest people in the world. If I were you, I would not talk to me. Like you are crazy. Like, what do you think that you are doing? Do you realize how, like, ridiculous that you look? And I know you've, I don't know, have you done any, like, uh, trivia videos or anything like that yet? Like, kind of like how I do with the interviews? Um, I had a buddy that did them. Um, yeah, I kind of like that concept. The, uh, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Right. Or uh, random questions like that. Those are, those are funny. Um, one of the reasons I did drunk interviews the way I did, uh, my unique selling point to differentiate from other drunk interviews at the time yeah. was edits and memes yep. because a lot of the time the people just weren't that funny. So I'd have to make the video funny. Right. Um, but yeah, like as far as um, inside the bar, since I'm from Hamilton, this place has village. Um, everybody that goes there watches these videos. Perfect. So they kind of know what to expect. Yep. So now when I go there, I don't even have to like talk people into it. They just kind of swarm to be on camera because that's the best uh, everybody wants wants the attention on social media so they they like even though they know it's a bad idea they know they're gonna look like idiots and that the video is like super stupid yeah um they're so down and willing and for it they're for the cause buddy oh oh 100 and i and i see it the same way because i'm when i'm here in arizona i'm filming pretty much i'm i'm out at the same bars every single night and we, just like you, we have our rats that are out every single weekend bar hopping in our, in our little area. And yeah, it's become to the point where, you know, we've grown to a point now and where I've been out enough that they notice me where it, it, it's the best. When you don't have to ask people, you know, that you just flip the light on and people are just approaching and makes our, makes our job way easier. And when they know what to expect, they're loose, right? They're familiar with you. Yeah. And, that's what, and that's when you start getting some of the better answers when they're more comfortable and they're just like going to say whatever comes to their mind. And it's more just like off the cusp in the moment. Oh, can't beat it. Buddy, it's perfect. Like they, uh, they flock like yeah. flies to a light man. And, um, the beauty too is like, as soon as a couple people are seen in front of the light, in yes. front of the camera, everybody that doesn't know what's going on or was on the fence, that's also on the street or in the bars, they're all watching. Yep. They see these people in front of the camera and it's funny, everybody's laughing. They go, oh, I want to be on the video yes. too. No better feeling when you're interviewing someone and you can sense people starting to watch or people starting to line up behind. Like what they'll do, I, I'm sure it happens to you too, people start to line up behind the camera guy like as if they're in line, you know, to get oh food or God, something. Oh my God, yeah. That's the best. Dude, my camera guy, like I have a bunch of guys that help me film, but yeah. I have a couple regulars and... Uh, my, my one camera guy, uh, Cringe Daddy, when I yeah. get too drunk, man, he takes over the interviews Incredible. for me. Um, at Hoko's, or if like, where one of us is getting a day kill. Yeah. Uh, do you know what a day kill is? Day kill, what's that? Okay, day kill is like 
a kill during the day. Okay. Do you know what a kill is? Yeah, kills with uh, when you uh, take a woman to bed. Yes. Yes. Basically, yeah. That's, I, that's I caught kill, on. Yeah. So at Hoko, day kills are a thing. Like, because Hoko, it's an all-day street party. So, like, you can get a couple day kills a day if you know what you're doing. Right. Um, yeah, you just take a We have a thing a here break. called the 420. Four yeah. day kills, 20 makeouts. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, so if one of us is getting a day kill, he'll take over. But even more so, like, sometimes when he's doing interviews, all these girls will line up because they want to be on video. Yep. And um, I'm not one of those make out with girls on camera guy. It's pretty greasy, I think. Definitely but greasy. But he's all for it. So all these girls lined up to be on the interview. He'll be making out with them while filming yeah. the interview. It's ridiculous. I used to do that, but like I, I just felt way too greasy about <laughs> which I love. I love the term because that's so bubbles from Trailer Park Boys. It's like, that's greasy, boys. Um, so yeah, no, definitely could not be more accurate of a description. Definitely very greasy, but I've, uh, I'm, um, I'm starting to, I'm starting to lose a little grease there. Cause I'm like, yeah, I, I'm not doing this anymore. It's a little ridiculous, but, yeah. um, yeah, so I love that part of it. So now let's talk about Lacey because obviously Lacey, like you already mentioned, she's got the tattoos all over the place. She's got the crazy haircut. Huge cans. What'd you call it? You had, she had coconut tits or whatever. You yes, coconut <laughs> yes. titties. Buddy. Your, yeah. your, your, your uh, descriptions are right on. So obviously we saw the end. She didn't follow through. She didn't, no, no virgin kill for her there. But we did see the boob luge. Does she talk? Yes. So the, does the she, titty luge, yeah. Yeah, does she like look and talk a big game? Or is uh, is this eventually going to happen between... Her and Andre, or is it, or <clears throat> after that, after the night has passed, has he lost his opportunity and she's on to the next? What, what's the uh, what's buddy. the urban legend with her? Okay, buddy. So like, she was all for it, and yeah. uh, one thing people have to remember here, um, could have just hired an escort, so right. it would have been no fun or challenge. Exactly. So it had to all be organic. Yep. But this guy had a lot of hype behind him with Lacey like she was down she seemed down Definitely. but what happened man was uh we got to the bar and we the whole the whole thing was very structured and coordinated and planned uh-huh prior to getting to the bar with like you know like the interview interrogation scene in the living room yeah everything was very very planned but once we got to the bar we kind of just winged it so um she showed up and basically like one thing people forget is like you know, we're, we're talking about a virgin here. He doesn't know how to wheel that right, good. Right. So um, had he, you know, crossed his T's and dotted his I's when he talked to her, yep. he could have finessed her into, you know, letting him fuck. But he, he was, he's a virgin, right? So he doesn't really know how to wheel. Right. So I think what happened was she kind of like got a little bit scared to bang him. She, uh, she's real kinky and freaky, man. Like she's in the guys spitting in her mouth. Oh, wow. Old shit, like real rough stuff. Right. And, uh, you know, she, she wants like a dominant guy, an aggressive guy. For sure. And he, he, uh, was just very intimidated by her. Oh, and for I sure. think it turned her off, buddy. Yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, she, she knows what she's, she wants. And, you know, I, I don't think it's Andre's fault. It's just, he's a virgin man like that's just that's just the way she goes with those things yeah he um he just couldn't i don't know you know there's that saying don't put women on a pedestal right yeah so i think he put her on a pedestal yeah but to be fair we got him pretty drunk and yeah. the original plan was we were going to teach him how to wheel yeah. how to talk to girls but it just didn't end up happening yeah. that takes but, practice that takes work that takes field work 
Yeah, she's going to be a regular, though, for yeah. every uh, every Virgin movie that yep. we do. She's yep. going to be a regular. Beautiful. And Andre will probably come back to the sequel as yeah. a Virgin advisor. Yes, we group. need a follow-up with him. Like, where, like when they do those, uh, I don't know, like Shark Tank and those shows like that where they, like, make the investment, it's like, where are they now? And they're, like, you know, rich and they have better clothes and they're, you know, their, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. their hair we're, looks we're better. Training it. Oh, we, yeah. are, uh, we have a group chat. And we uh, talk several times a week, me and all the Virgin Squad members, and we uh, we get updates and we give constructive feedback, and we're building a fucking monster here. Yes, yeah. you are. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. I love it. But he started he started to get comfortable though. Now drinking helps with that, but he was starting to make out with chicks. Like he was starting to to like get a little bit of a feel. Like okay, this is what this feel. This what this is what this feels like. It seems like he was starting to like through trial and error, finding out, okay, this works, this doesn't, like different approaches and things like that. Oh, yeah, man, he, um, like, so the original plan was to have, like, you know, the Virgin come, but also host the interviews. Right. So it's a lot of pressure, man. You know what it's like when you have hundreds of people kind of staring at you while you're doing interviews? Yep. So it's a lot. And on top of that, being a Virgin, I mean, it's pretty... It's pretty exhilarating, but he yeah. was able to get on the microphone and do really good. He was dropping singers. He was making out with chicks. Um, yeah. Some other girl said she was a virgin to cringe daddy, and he's like, what advice do you have for a virgin? She's like, don't do it. Stay a virgin. Yes, I saw that. And, yeah, and he's like, get her out of here. You know? <laughs> She's disqualified. She's out. Yeah, yeah. So he, like, he had this, like, big sense of uh, confidence, and he knew how special he was there, so he was like, there were times he was wheeling good yep. on the mic. I think, like, Lacey was obviously just too much for him. But oh, yeah. other girls, he was wheeling, he was making out with. And uh, he was also really awkward a lot of the time, too. Right, <laughs> yeah. Naturally, yeah. But it made it made perfect uh, content because, like, there was the perfect amount of cringiness yep. that got too close to home. Like, real shit. So. 100%. Um, here's where things got a little crazy. This was towards the end of the night. So there was the girl who had a boyfriend and she was trying to call, she was like down for this, oh right? God. And then she, trying to call her boyfriend so that she can bang this virgin for the clout basically and he didn't answer and she was mm -hmm. basically like, oh, well, if he didn't answer, he doesn't care enough about me, you know, maybe he's not really my boyfriend, like I'm just going to do this. And didn't she, she ended up going back to the house, right? And then she was making out with the, uh, the Portuguese chick, right? The, the, Right? Do I have the, yeah, do I have yeah, the people they were, uh, they were making out yeah. a lot. Yeah, it was pretty sick. Unreal. Uh, <laughs> Un-freaking so, real. Uh, man, a lot, of, uh, a lot of girls are like that, man. It's, it's scary, but it's just reality. Like, a lot of girls yeah. um, are just not, not good. And uh, especially when clout comes into play, man. Girls will do anything for clout. Like, oh, uh, yeah. if you get lots of Instagram likes on your photos or, like, if guys will pay for trips for you, yeah, or, or like girls will sell their soul to get likes on Instagram. Oh so yeah. So I think she really would have given up the relationship for the clout. Hundred percent. So yeah, it was pretty pretty gnarly. But once again, if you watched, even when they went, we were gonna do a triple makeout. The yeah. two girls with Andre in the middle. Yes. But he, you know, you saw what he did. He froze a little bit. He couldn't get his head in, buddy. He, he, uh, 
He wouldn't put his head in there. Yep. To kiss. So they made out with each other, and his head wouldn't fit in between. But it was going to be three tongues. And, yeah. Um, oh yeah. I think that turned her off. A the Holy bit. Trinity. Buddy, the the trifecta. Yes. The tongue trifecta. Yeah. And, and then afterwards, he's like, I couldn't get my head in. But the girls, you could tell, they were like, Buddy, put your fucking head in. Yeah. Make and, like uh, take take control of the yeah. situation. Do it. Yeah. Couldn't do yeah, it. Yeah. So man, girls want a guy that takes control, and he uh, kind of took the back seat there. He so. did. He, it was just another example, and this isn't his fault. It's just a rookie in a situation that was a little too big at the time, and he froze up a little bit. But, I, and I know you will agree with me on this, he gets, he gets a chance number two with same girls, different girls, just another chance at that situation. He's all over it. He will handle it much better. Oh, buddy, yeah, for sure. His head's going straight in there. Straight in. Nosedive. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, those... I mean, the, the girls were still pretty down. Cause, like, they're not, you know, they, they were still clout to be God. So they, oh, they yeah. stuck around. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big t- and that's always so funny. I remember, you know, when we would go out and, you know, some girls now that have become sort of regulars, you know, they're, you know, they think that they're hot and, you know, you know, they're kind of hot. You know, you're out interviewing them or whatever. And they're, you know, they'll like come at you. They're like. For YouTube, how many subscribers do you guys have? You know, they tra- and then they're just like laughing to themselves. And you know, oh yeah. Th- then, when you, then, then when you can throw, uh, you know, when you got, you know, seven digits worth of subscribers, that kind of they kind of like double take. They're like, oh, this isn't some uh, rinky dink operation here. Like maybe I should actually take this seriously because you know they're you know they wake up in the morning and find out how they can uh, be uh, more of a social media presence, if you will. Yeah, I mean, like, dude, when I started doing videos, I got jerked all the time by people. Oh, yeah. And uh, they didn't really get it. So nowadays, uh, everybody, you know, there's a lot of people that I see that are becoming, like, you know, YouTubers, influencers. Yeah. And they always go, like, oh, shout out to the haters. You know, the haters motivate me uh, and all that. But I don't really, I never really got that many haters in person. It would just be, like, you know, newspapers or schools. Yep. Or, internet trolls but um that is a big thing though i noticed like girls will test you they'll be like whoa how many followers do you have and uh so even when i even though i have you know almost half a million yeah i'll just be like oh you know a couple hundred you know just kind of fuck with them because it's very important to see people for who they are when they think that you're nothing right yep so you know it's i love it when and then i see it constantly you must see it all the time too when girls and guys do realize how many how many followers you do have, yep. and they completely flip switch and they start just gargling your balls yes. like, oh my god, yes. I've been a fan for four years, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that stuff you can't really let it bother you. Uh, I also no. do know that there's a lot of girls like these same hot girls you describe that they they really take uh, numbers too seriously on oh, social 100%. media. Yeah, they, they, they consider themselves like uh, models or influencers because yeah. they post bikini photos, man. Yeah. All they do is sexually objectify themselves for likes. Yeah. Likes are a currency for them. They're addicted to this attention and validation. And I think it's mostly from like internal issues. Like I've dated girls yeah. that tried really hard to be social media influencer models, but all they're doing is, you know, posting their body. Yeah. But... Because of this, though, they get this ego, and yes. then they think of followers as like success yep. or importance. 
for value. And then that hardens because they hang out with other girls that think this. Yep. And next thing you know, they go to a club, they see a guy on the street with a microphone, and yep. they go, oh, like, how many followers do you have? Yep. It's a vicious cycle, buddy. It sure is. Yeah, we did a uh, – I was doing like a would you rather video, and one of them was like, would you rather be – Instagram famous or rich and unknown and this one girl was like well and I, I knew who she was and like I had seen like her Instagram before or whatever she's like well I'm already Instagram famous and I'm like you have like she she has like 13 or 14 thousand followers like that's pretty good but like you're not <laughs> Instagram famous you just post like half naked photos that's what I mean man yeah like you like I'm Instagram famous I'm like 14,000 people follow you. They're probably just a bunch of old guys that are just taking out their sausage because their wife left them 10 years ago, and that's all they have to do on Saturday night. Buddy, these girls literally have armies of yes. thirsty fucking beta males that, like, worship them Yo, for yeah. being sex objects. Yep. And these are guys that don't get fucked either. No. Um, here's an important thing, too. You, know, you must know about these, like, uh, Instagram model photographer dudes. Like the dudes that'll DM girls like, hey, like I'm a photographer, right. like let's collab. take photos for you. You know, like these guys are all trying to fuck too. So yeah, you know these these but these girls since they got all this attention from these thirsty dudes, they think that they're doing something great. Right. But no, they're just posting their body. Even if a girl has a million followers, if she got those followers by posting bikini photos and shit, um, it's not, in my opinion, that noble or reputable of a thing to have accomplished because you should be liked for who you are not what you are and creating value so that's like whenever i see a guy that has lots of followers he earned them and worked for them really hard because yeah even if he's a really good looking guy he can't just build a platform solely on his looks no no so but girls can because unfortunately the problem is with the thirsty guys. That's yes. the real problem. Oh, yeah. As much as I'm really shitting don't... on Instagram, like, you know what I mean. It's, it, it's, it's thirsty guys, but as much as I'm shitting on girls that uh, do this, like, um, it's the guys that are the problem. Because right. if guys couldn't, didn't do that, then these girls wouldn't have any followers at all. Exactly, you know, they, they, yeah. I, I really yeah. don't, yeah, I, I don't really blame the girls too much because they're like, well, you know, I'm in this shape. I can take these pictures and guys are going to give me a bunch of likes and I can find a way to monetize it. Like, why wouldn't, you know, you do that? You know, it's super easy to take some pictures and throw them up there. And, you know, if there's a market for it and there's, you know, those creepy guys that are going to look at it and like it and promote it and do whatever else, like, yeah, I really don't blame you. You know, is it kind of ridiculous? Yeah. But, um, yeah, at the same time, I don't, I don't blame you. It's uh, definitely a two-way street. Yeah, it's tricky. I mean, I think society's eventually like, catching on to it. Um, one of your guys' videos touched on it was really good. I don't know if it was the Would You Rather one, but it was like, what do you think about Instagram models or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I did that one. Yeah, that was a fun one. Yeah, so first thing I, I realized is guys were actually the ones that were pretty chill about it, but other girls were fucking oh, vicious. Vicious. Yeah. And that, that goes back to the Instagram thing, too, because at one point I was like, wow, like, girls are vicious. They're actually mean to these Instagram girls, you know, Big because time. of that. But um, the truth is, even the girls on Instagram posting these booty pics, they're like that, too. They're so competitive with each other. Yeah. Uh, the only thing they're competing for is, like, male attention. Yes. But fuck, man, they want it so bad. Like, 
I dated uh, two Instagram models, yeah. and both of them would be on it like 25 hours a week, and yeah. they would um, they'd be stressed out, and I'd be like, you know, like I'd be trying to be like, hey, you know, like social media is bad. I know that it's bad. Like, what I do is I don't use it that much, or I limit my phone use. Yeah. And they were like, no, like I have FOMO. I have to constantly like see what other people are doing. If I don't get this many likes, I delete the post. Like, they have really low self-esteem. That's crazy. Yeah, and and other girls, like, online, they'll be like, oh, my God, girl, you look beautiful. But when the alcohol starts flowing, you t- you could, these other girls, they're fucking jealous and resentful oh, yeah. of it. Um, the only girls I think that can hate on these girls are girls that actually do stuff. Right. Um, and most of them don't comment on this kind of thing. But, like, uh, I, I think that if you're, like, a nurse or a teacher or an engineer or an yeah. accountant, um, I think all of those are infinitely more important contributors to society sure. than posting your boobs on Instagram. So yeah. they can talk shit, I think. Yeah, thousand percent. All right, yeah. let's get back to the movie here. You're back at the house. You're back at your place. How many girls are there? <laughs> I, I, tr- I was trying to count them up. There was like three or four. Was there uh, four? So like one thing I should have mentioned earlier too is like, one of the this video took a long time to edit because yeah. there's a lot of girls in the video yep. that I had to like not include. Yes, that's the worst. <laughs> do you do you get a lot of those DMs or whatever like, hey, this was really bad, or they or some people are vicious. Like we had when I was in Mexico for spring break, we did an "Are you smarter than a fifth grader?" video, and oh. I asked and I asked this girl some question, and she totally butchered it. I don't know if she spelled a word wrong. Or if I was asking her, like, you know, what number president was Ben Franklin, and she told me, and, and like, um, Ben Franklin wasn't even a president. And, and then she basically told me, I was just like, wow, like, you're, like, really smart. You're, like, my questions can't, you know, they're standing no chance. And she was basically just like, well, that's not, that's because I'm not an idiot, sweetheart. I go to effing Georgetown. Like, I'm smart. Like, just was, like, just totally roasting me, even though she was butchering all the questions, but I was telling her she was right. And she came at us with like a lo- like daddy's lawyer and everything. It was like she was like oh, grew, no. grew horns and came at us like she was the devil. It was insane. Buddy, man. Well, in the states it's a lot different. I don't yeah. know about Mexico actually. That might be a loophole. But um, yeah, I know in the states it's different than Canada. But here, like we have, <laughs> we have great laws when it comes to that shit. <laughs> um, so like. Uh, I don't know if it's like this in the States, but in Canada, if you speak into a microphone, it is implied consent. Really? Is it like that? Interesting. Do you have that there? Or no? Is it the same in the States? Um, I, I actually, I don't know. Like, we obviously, we get verbal consent at the end of all of our videos. Um, I don't yeah. know exactly what the laws are, though. I, I can't speak on it 100%. I've never... I've never asked. I just, all I know was I was told you get verbal consent at the end of the videos and that's, that's what I, uh, that's what I do. So that's. Okay. True. So here it's implied consent. If you speak into a microphone, so like if you're, if you're walking down the street and I run up to you and, um, I record you talking, uh, but you're with like a different kind of recording device than a direct microphone, like in front of you. Yeah. Then, uh, I could potentially be liable, but much like the news, yep. if you put a device that records speaking in front of somebody, 
and you speak into it, yep. it's implied consent because wow. it's not like if you're wearing a wire and it's public, well, actually in public space, you can film people anyway. So right. technically you could do it, but speaking into a microphone, it's implied consent. Okay. Um, it varies in clubs too because uh, clubs are technically private property, right. but if you're promoted on the venue card and you have permission to be there as part of the entertainment that night, yeah. and then people do speak into the microphone, same thing. Um, alcohol has absolutely nothing to do with it, yep. uh, especially on the street, right? Because if you get a DUI, you're still responsible. Yep. As long as you're drinking age, you're still responsible for your actions. Right. So um, when people reach out to me to remove them, I usually do it just as a solid to them because exactly. I understand like people have jobs and stuff like that. Right. Um, and um, as long as they do it conveniently too, like if you let me know ahead of time, yeah, before I put the video up, it's much more convenient. But if you like wait till the video's been out for a couple days and then you start freaking out when you knew that it was going to go online and you knew and celebrated at the time that you were in the video, yeah, you know I can blur them, but yeah. you can't take the cat out of the bag. With, uh, with the Virgin movie, uh, basically I had some people like really hit me hard in the email for like weeks yeah. prior to putting it out. So I was like, all right, I can make some changes. But yeah, at the house, um, there was a couple couple girls off camera, but I think it was three or four on camera in the video. Gotcha, yeah, that's, oh yeah, you, you, you had them <laughs> back there. And I love, so what was like, what was the vibe like in the house? Were you guys all feeling like, hey, like, was it all positive? Like, this is going to happen. Andre oh, but, is, yeah, is yeah. losing so it was, tonight. Everybody like, was in a great mood. Um, okay. The whole night, I was, uh, like, I do this shit all the time, but this was, like, one of the hardest or most challenging, rather, things to manage. So the whole night, I was taking care of the crew, making sure the video was good, uh, the Virgin was good, yeah. uh, talking to the club owners, security and all that. So I was working the whole time. I couldn't really just sit back and watch the show. Yeah. I was orchestrating it. But before we got to this club, or uh, before we went back to my house, rather, we had like a 12-man crew, right? So we had all my boys there. We had a bunch of girls there. And everybody wanted to come back to the house. Yeah. But if, if everybody had gone back, then um, it would have been like a lot of uh, cock blocking. Yes. Yep. Beaver so, Beaver so we had to like make that. a small team to go back, like a secret mission. Yep. So I, everybody else was in a great mood, but like people, some of the guys started showing up to the house and I had to like shuffle them into the basement, like put them in the room down there, like, hey buddy, don't cock block. And they'd be drunk, right? So right. Um, girls too, like some guys wanted to bring girls back for kills. And uh, <laughs> I only have a couple beds in the house. Right. So. You know, we, we had to save at least one bed open for, for the Virgin, right? Yeah. So, uh, it was, you know, there was kills going down outside. It was greasy, man. It, Whoa. It, uh, it, yes. <laughs> it's <laughs> anyway, greasy. So the main group of girls, though, was the gr this girl, the uh, the Spanish girl, yep. and her two friends, the, the cloud kisser. Yes. And uh, another girl. And then it was me, uh, the Virgin, and Cringe Daddy. Yes. So, that was the core group, and we were all in really good spirits. Um, I was uh, running around trying to make sure everything was up to par. Andre was fucking belligerent. He was so drunk. Yes, he but was. But he was in good spirits. Um, and the girls were super happy and fired up. I don't know if it was the cloud or, like, maybe just 
they were didn't like this. They, it was a really big flex for them. They felt really special. They showed yeah. up um, to the bar to meet the Virgin. Like people paid a lot of tickets and uh, uh, waited in line for like over an hour just to get in to meet this guy. That's so, incredible. Like, they, were, they were stoked to be there, man. That's great. And then you have all the buildup. And I was legit, like, heartbroken. Like, I yelled out, oh, no, and my roommate knocked on my door. He's like, everything okay? When you cut away, <laughs> and the girl, and I love, I'm writing down all these terms to add to my vocabulary. She had a 420, four tequila shots in 20 minutes. What, yes. She what, drank way too much. Yeah, because she came back, and you even mentioned, or someone mentioned, that the girl seemed, like, kind of sober, and it seemed like she was still trying to, like, make up for a little bit lost time or, or whatever. She was like, I'm going to do this, and you get a little drunk. And she yeah. did it too quick, and it all caught up with her, and just an all-time, just freaking stinker, man. She's just, ball, <laughs> she's just balls deep. She's just, I mean, she's neck deep in the toilet, just yakking, and it's not. And, you, and at that point, you know, it's not going to happen. My heart broke for Andre. Oh my God, man! Like, so everything was going amazing, dude. Yeah. Like, I, I even didn't even want to give her that many tequila shots. Yeah. But like. She seemed like she could take them, man. So I was like, all right. And like, while I was like off doing other things um, throughout the night, um, shots were poured while I was not there. So everybody kept doing a couple rounds. And um, she went to the bathroom and I consult. Well, even before she went to the bathroom, I would like consult with her friends like, hey, so like, is she down to, right. to call the virgin to bang yes. it? And her friends were like, yeah, yeah. Like she's only, she only has one kill. She hasn't piped in like six months. <laughs> oh my she gosh. She has like a good connection. Could not be more chin. perfect. <laughs> so anyway, so they're like, so they're, uh, so they're conspiring with me to like get this set up. I'm like, okay, like, like me and the blonde girl, um, we're talking and, uh, we're like, yeah, so what we're going to do is like, I'm going to leave. And then, uh, Will's going to go with the other girl and it's just going to be those two in the living room. And then, uh, they're going to go up to my room and then we're just going to leave them there and pretend like we're not around and then just hope it happens. So like everything was being set up, man. Her, her, uh, her friends she was with, they were for it. Yeah. And then she went to the bathroom and I was like, man, she's been there for a couple minutes. I gotta go check. So I went in and yeah, she was puking in the no. fucking toilet. God. <sighs> How'd you deliver the news to, Andre, was it like, are you in the correct headspace to receive news that may upset you? Like, do oh. you, you have him sit down to give him the hard, like, how did that, how did that whole conversation interaction go? Buddy, so I, I was in this bathroom and um, this girl was drunk, but I was like, she was puking, right? But I'm like, oh, maybe like, once she pukes, she'll feel better. Yes. So I was talking to her and I was trying to like, be like, hey, it's you know, nobody, because she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, I'm puking. Blah, blah. I'm like, no, no, it's no big deal, it's good. Yeah. How do you feel? Do you want some water? Um, and then she started telling me like some story about how her dad's like a minister in a church. And oh, God. Something, some, some random shit. And I was like, man, this girl's fucking making no sense right now. Um, and I'm looking in the mirror, too. There's a clip I have of me looking in the mirror in the bathroom, then I pan to her on the ground. <laughs> yeah. So, like, as she was talking to me, everything was kind of, Joseph, everything was like culminating in my head. And I'm looking <laughs> in the mirror and I'm like, fuck, what do I do? <laughs> yeah, truly. And, um, yeah. Fuck, I want, man, I wish, like she probably would have fucked him, but I didn't want to get sued. No, right. Because right, yeah. there's a lot of like liability there. Smart move. 
So I was like, yeah, you know what? Like better safe than sorry. I went upstairs and I'm like, buddy, have a seat. And then, <laughs> and then I sat up there and he's like, yeah, what's up? Like, is she coming up? This is <laughs> it. I was like, buddy, she's not going to fuck. <laughs> and um, <laughs> he was like, why not, man? <laughs> I was like, buddy, she's too fucking drunk. No. Uh, um, I'm going to send her friends down to take care of her. Yep. Um, Damn. Fuck, buddy. That's <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, so how's Andre doing now? Just overall, has, any kills? Like, give us any sort of update on Andre. Buddy, so right off the bat, the next day, we take this guy out for breakfast. Beautiful. And, um... His DMs are blowing up. I believe it. Dudes, girls, everybody wants to know. Um, this girl, he allegedly was texting her, and they were allegedly supposed to go on a date. Yeah. Um, but more so, uh, so you, you must have fangirls, right, Joseph, from doing the interviews? Um, nothing too crazy, um, but there's definitely people that come up that I see, you know, a lot of the weekends and always, always do it with me. It's nothing, uh, n- nothing too crazy though. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Canada, I guess it's a little different, man. Like the Virgin squad had serious fucking clout, man. It was a lot of good looking dudes. Yeah. And, um, um, a lot of the greasy Hess rats that are like hitting me up all the time. Right. They saw this as an opportunity to hop into this clout. So they, uh, started hitting up this guy. So yeah. there's man, there's one girl that sent the same nudes to like six of us. <laughs> just hoping and, it's uh, just hoping we it just all ignore her. Like she's she's hot. Well she's not hot. She's uh, solid six. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't smash, but yeah. um she started wheeling him. She's like, hey fucking hey sexy <laughs> and shit. <laughs> so he all so all of a sudden his DMs are getting blown up. Yep. And uh, we're just like look buddy until this thing comes out, don't fucking say anything. Smart. You know? So he had to go two months with like out saying what actually happened. Right. And during that time, you know, he was he was wheeling. Um, oh, I believe it. But now um, the story has continued. Like we're um, we some things have happened, but uh, now we're seeing it as an opportunity to uh, save it for Virgin Squad Two. Yes, that's. That, that's the move. If you can keep it in-house, keep everything a secret, play the mysterious card, just not only for the content, but for him personally. Like, girls yes. who knew what happened, they hit him up. It's like, so did uh, you with that one girl? Or did this happen? Did that happen? And if you can just keep him, like, in the shadows, like, was I the girl? He's like, I don't know. If you can play that, oh, my gosh. He's got to be, <laughs> he's going to be, he's going to be a murderer. And in, in, in not, you know, not the, uh, not the criminal sense, but uh, you know what we're Kill. talking about. Yes. Getting the kills, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, uh, I mean, look, there's a reason people are virgins, right? They right. Uh, they act a certain way, and uh, yep. once you fuck, everything changes. You you act a little differently. Yep. So, um, obviously, like the makeover helped a lot, but girls can still smell virgin scent. They can. I think the important thing, uh, if I could give advice to the virgins out there, I'd say, bang of three, you know. <laughs> 
just bang a two or a three or a four. Um, a lot of them, here's the problem, man. Much like girls are entitled, yeah. guys are entitled too. Like they think that they have to bang like at least a six or a seven yeah. or an eight. God forbid they think they can bang an eight. But <laughs> the reason that they think that is because um, they masturbate a lot, dude. Like guys are used to going on Instagram and seeing hot chicks. Right. You know, porn. And they're so introverted, they don't approach girls in real life. And let's say, like, you're walking down the street. Like, me, I don't really masturbate. So, like, if I go, like, a week without nutting, I'll walk down the street, and I see, like, a six, I'll be like, man, like, you know, I'll go talk to her and get her name and number, right? Yeah, like, she's a smoke. Yeah, I'm attracted to her, right? But, like, these guys, they beat off every day. Yeah. So they see a seven or eight, and they don't even care. Yeah. But if these guys, like, if you're a virgin and you see a three, you need to bang her. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? You yeah. can't expect to get a seven. I'm with you. Yeah, but when you beat off, you, you don't want to bang the three. Right. So, wow, so right. Anyways, that's my advice to the virgins. But uh, That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's great. We're going to bring him back as a virgin advisor. Can't wait. Um, another thing, too, buddy. This is actually new. Ooh. Uh, Breaking this news. is very new. Uh, as of yesterday, I got some DMs. Um, yeah. No promises, but um, Virgin Squad Part 2 might have a female virgin. Oh, that, yeah. that's a whole new dynamic because, you know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking, like, think about this, right? Like, look what happened for Andre. He's a guy. And I'm yeah. not saying he's a bad looking. Like, Andre... Is awesome. I think he was a terrific candidate. But it doesn't matter what the girl looks like. It just has to be a girl. And there will be a flock. There will be people taking out, you know, they'll be going, they'll be maxing out their credit cards to make a trip on a bus or a plane, making their way out. You know, this is good. That is going to be huge. It's going to be insane. Buddy, unbelievable. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I got some messages, and um, at first I, I you know, I, because when I did the original part one, a couple girls reached out, but I was like, fuck, you know, this is a liability waiting to happen. Imagine time. I bring a female virgin to the club. Yikes. With, like, nine dudes in my living room asking her, like, Yikes. if she's ever sucked a dick. Like, <laughs> And then yeah. we go to the club. Um, she gets gang-banged <laughs> at my house. No. Like, Dude, we were going to film sex and everything, too. That's another thing. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to film everything, buddy, like, in the room. We're thinking, actually, for part two or part three, the whole version squad is going to be in the room during the sex, like, giving pointers and tips. Like, hold on. It's like you're like a director in a movie set. It's like, yeah, not right exactly. there. You know what? You try it this way. Do this. Yeah. Oh, no, my. Sure, 100%. What? And, uh, we're going to set up something that would, co- like, cover the the bad parts so we could put it on youtube but yeah like give pointers and uh we're gonna have viagra and shit too so like <laughs> if uh if there's nerves involved with performing in front of a crowd but you know last thing we wanted was some girl to get drunk and get boned and then you know yeah not let us put the video out for whatever reason yeah. so so we we held back on that for part one and we're wow. thinking like maybe parts three or part four but um yeah i was presented with a really good case and um, this other this girl, so it was her friend, and she's like, "Look, I have a whole female virgin squad yep. lined up. Um, you know, we have a, a house that you can crash at. Um, 
and it's from St. Catharines, which for those Canadian listeners, like it's a grease pit there, <laughs> lots of fucking wrenches and uh, What's greasy a wrench? there. What are wrenches? So, you know what wrenches? What, what? No, I need to know. I'm writing down all my Canadian terms here. What's a wrench? A wrench is like a three. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. I guess I probably could have used uh, my uh, prob- my uh, critical thinking skills to figure that one out. <laughs> but yeah, so we might... Um, it's, it's tricky though, right? Because when you hear, when a girl says she's a virgin, you're kind of like, uh, bullshit. Yeah. You know? Like, so, ain't like, yeah, you're just like, oh, so, uh, yeah, you've not done this crazy thing. Like that's what makes you a virgin, but you've done everything else. Yeah. And for part two, here's the thing. Girls last minute, they could like not be down. Yeah. But a guy will always fuck. Exactly. So I'm even thinking part two, like the sequel needs we need to redeem all the fucking guys around the world that want to see a nut. So, like, yeah. we can get a guy nut the second time. A girl, it might be her that decides. She's not down last minute. So maybe we'll save her for part three. But, yeah, the sequel is going to be... Incredible. Oh, I don't know, I don't know when we're going to film it because it's winter now. But, yeah. But, um, yeah, when it comes, it, it, it's coming. That's oh. great. So, okay, so before we wrap this up, I'm going to go over all the words and the terms that I wrote down just so I don't miss anything. So as we just heard, yeah. wrenches, which is the three, kills, that's slaying, beaver dam, cock blocking, yeah. which is awesome. I love that. Um, buddy, yeah. just enough said. I'm just going to start saying buddy Buddy's all the time now. Buddy, yeah. buddy, buddy. Tim Hortons. Oh, yeah, I was loving the Tim Hortons features in the video. Yeah. And then obviously 420. We've got – there's a, you can use 420 for almost anything. Four tequila yeah. shots, 20 minutes, like – you said something else earlier. I forget what it was, but it uh, uh it four almost... day kills, twenty makeouts. Yes, yes, yes. Wow, that's uh, that's quite impressive right there. Both are yeah, very impressive. It does. It does. That's good stuff. When are we gonna do something together? Because I feel like we could be, we could do some hilarious uh, collab, like interview collaboration or something. I think that would be uh, hilarious. We need to get you down here. And we need to get me up up there, buddy. So I'm thinking, uh, I filmed. Enough videos to last me like four months. Wow. Yeah, because it's winter, man. It's fucking yep. it's bullshit, right? But yep. basically, I've been budgeting and uh, setting up some revenue streams uh, for my channel with merch and a course I'm going to sell. And that will allow me to travel to the state and film down there because, man, like I've been milking the same five schools dry <laughs> for yes. like two years. <laughs> but Dude, in the States, you guys have 50 states. Yep. You have, like, how many universities and colleges do you have in Arizona alone? Oh, my. I, there's not a ton in Arizona. I'm from Ohio, and there are, oh. I mean, I'm going to look it up for you because it is a ton. Like, you're going to, let me see, how many universities, because there's so many in Ohio. I'm from Ohio. There are... There's 126 four-year colleges and universities in Ohio alone. Oh, my God. Yeah, and there's That's, like... What? Yeah, and there's, there's like Ohio State, which is right up there with Arizona State, is the biggest school in the country. Like, there's some, a lot of small schools, but they have like four or five like really big schools. And then in Arizona, I mean, there's still a ton in Arizona. Um many great cities looks like there's 57 universities so that would be like the four-year yeah so i mean there's there's 57 of those in one state 
Yeah, I think that's what they said. Like, yeah, that's 57 for Arizona. And like I said, in Ohio, there's over 100. Like, it's crazy. That's fucking crazy. Dude, we have, like, uh, man, like, maybe 20 in Ontario. Right. Maybe, like, maybe eight or nine within a three-hour drive. Yeah. And I drive a beater, buddy. I'm, like, oh, driving I bet. A, a bucket, right? So, yeah. And it's winter. So, like, I've been able to do what I've done with maybe five or six universities maybe so if i came to the states man oh my god yeah or oh my god i'd love to come down to arizona oh yeah you you should or you could totally skip over the united states and if i'm making a trip back for spring break round two in march come meet us down in mexico because it's it's pretty crazy down there Oh my God! Yeah, Mexico. What is it, Cabo? Is that where you guys yeah, go? Yeah, we, we were in Cabo, San Lucas, and it is that's where everyone goes because, and we know a ton of them because we're so close. It's like um, we usually have to. It usually can't fly straight through from Phoenix here in Arizona. We have to stop in San Diego, um, mm-hmm. but it, I mean, it only takes you know like a few hours to fly down there. So you get all of the Arizona State kids where I go, all of like the University of Arizona kids, ton of California schools. And then when we were there, too, there were a ton of kids. This is, like, more in, like, the Midwestern, Eastern United States, like, from uh, Penn State and Pennsylvania and Michigan. I mean, kids were from all over. The talent was unreal. And the interviews, they speak for themselves. Buddy, I like the way you put it, the talent. Oh, yeah. Talent. Big. That's, that's, so, that's like, my word. That's, like, my term. Talent. Uh, that's, that's my thing. So, so why, like, Cabo? What is it about Cabo? Because I know, like... You know, growing up, you watch all these American American Pie movies, stuff like yeah. that. It's all about spring break. Yeah. So, Cabo, is that like the spot? So, Cabo is big because, like we mentioned earlier, here in the U.S., you have to be 21, right, to yeah. uh, to drink. And then it's so huge for the schools here because it's not that expensive to fly there, and it's close. And then you can go down there, and you know, you can be 18 and get in and do whatever you want. And, uh, you know, the weather is really nice. It's close. You don't have to be 21. And then, you know, there's all these resorts. Like when I was there, we got set up. You know, you stay at this resort. It's all inclusive. I get this wristband. They have like six different restaurants and like bars everywhere. And it's all included in one price. You just flash your wristband and you drink and eat as much as you want. Oh, my God. How much is uh, a resort like that? I'm for, not let's sure. say one week. For one week, why don't you know what? I'm gonna look up the place that I stayed at and see what the prices are because obviously it was on the uh, I was lucky enough to be on the company dime, but uh, but I think it's company uh, dime. I was on the company dime, but I don't think it was anything too like too crazy. Like, it's obviously like with all when you you know count into uh, you know, all of the uh, all the perks and the location with everything. Let's see, where can I book? Oh, here we go. I'm going to book, look what it's like to book a room. The drinking age is 18 there? I think so. I mean, and then they never ID. It's Mexico. It's crazy. But you can probably, you can definitely find a, like a place like that, you know, might only cost, you might, you know, and they, because so many colleges travel down there, you can book through like uh, travel agents or booking sites or something. And you can probably find something where you pay like less than 200 bucks a night, which, you know, can get a little expensive. But if you do a four or five day trip and all your food and drinks are paid for, yeah. And then, you know, you come away, you know, you're going there to make money. You know, if your videos kill, which, you know, they should because you're on the beach, you get killer thumbnails and you just get crazy content because people are like Mexico, 
you know, drunk college, let's just go crazy. Like it's, it's unreal. Cause there's like bars on the beach and stuff. So we would just go down. I would just be on the beach for like four hours during the day, just, you know, along all of the resorts and the, and the, uh, like the beach bar club thing. And just people would just come up to us and it would just, I mean, it'd be so easy to grab like two hours worth of content, like nothing. Then we would just kind of reload for the night and go where all the bars and clubs were and just film more. Like you could easily record, you know, two great, like long content filled videos a day. And then if you wanted to make shorter videos, I mean, you could get like, you know, like three to four in a day. It's, it, it's crazy. Buddy. Yeah. That actually made me uh, wonder, do you, uh, cause I film pranks and sometimes interviews in bulk. Yeah. Um, do you guys ever do that? It seems like every uh, interview you guys do, it's like one night, one question, go home. Um, do you ever do stuff in bulk? Um, so when I'm out just filming here local, you know, I'll just go out for like four hours one night, usually like 10 to two, just here in uh, Scottsdale. And we'll just do one topic. Um, you know, we'll, we'll get as much as we can, you know, through, through that time. Um, you know, cause we're, we're not in the clubs, we're outside. So, you know, we do get people to talk to us and we get good stuff, but you know, we don't get, you know, it's not like people are flock, you know, people do in spurts, but it's not like always super constant. Um, yeah. kind of when we're in bulk is when we go on trips, because obviously we're trying to get, you know, at least two videos a day and, you know, we might go somewhere for a week, you know, so we're getting anywhere between like 10, 12, 14 videos possibly, you know, in a week's worth of time. Um, so yeah, but we usually aren't doing, you know, we, like if I'm on a trip or something, it'll be like one day interview, one night interview. It's not usually like out during the day and we're going to get, you know, like two or three videos. Mm. What's the, uh, what's the wildest thing you've experienced while doing interviews? Wildest thing during interviews, like all the kissing stuff is crazy and greasy and wild. But I think, I think the craziest thing that happened to me was I was out one night. It was a Thursday night during the summer, so it was pretty hot. And I'm out there. We flipped the lights on, and we got there pretty early. It probably wasn't even 10 yet, maybe like 9.45. And oh, that's this, so early? What's that? That's so early, buddy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we were just getting out there, you know, because I like to get out there early. We get set up, get a couple stragglers So because, I mean, I would like – not to go home at two in the morning, I would, you know, because I'm not out there drinking. I'm always sober, which makes right. it a little tougher. So, um, so I just like to get out there, get a few people early, so we get a nice foundation built. But anyways, I'm out there, and this lady comes up to me. This is like a Thursday night. She's probably like 35, 40. Yeah. Uh, obviously divorced. You can just tell. You can smell, oh, no. just smell it on her. And she's already like blacked out. 9:45 on a Thursday. So I'm like, oh my god. She comes up to me and her breath just reeks of like fireball or something. And she's like, Wani, are you guys with the news? I'm like, no, we are definitely not the news. And she was like, what are you asking tonight? I'm like, well, we're asking, um, we're doing interviews for our YouTube channel, blah, blah, blah. We're asking, why do people cheat? I'm like, do you want to answer it? And she was like, no, nah, no, I'm good. I'm like, okay, that's fine. So I continue to do like my intro and outro for the video. And she had circled back around and I'm in the middle of like my second or third take, um, you know, for the intro, just getting a couple options. And she had circled back around behind my camera guy. And like my, and when we, when we watched it back, it was so funny because my eyes like shot over, like as I was doing the end of the intro 
and she just starts lifting up her shirt, flashes me, and she was like, this is why people cheat. And I was like, what? Yes. Literally, she was like, this is why people cheat, and like totally just like flashed me and ran off, this like 40-year-old chick who was blacked out yeah. before 10 was on it, uh, Did it look good? It wasn't horrible. It wasn't horrible. <laughs> she definitely had some age on her. Definitely, you know, you know that uh, evening wine became, you know, like morning coffee to her probably around 35. But, I mean, yeah, that was probably one of the most wild things. Then this past weekend, speaking of Cabo, it's so funny that we're talking about it because I think the University of Arizona, I just don't know if a bunch of kids are, were up last weekend for no reason or if they're, they're, uh, they're done for the semester. But I saw like so many people that I interviewed in Cabo just randomly. And there was this one guy, super drunk, just like kept jumping in front of the camera. I don't think he was gay. Like I, you know, really don't care, but he just kept saying like, he was so black. He was like, I will F any guy out here. I'm just like, okay, man, like that's great. But like, you got to get out of our way. And then he starts undoing his pants. I'm like, sir, please put your cock away. And then he started charging at my camera guy, like was undoing his pants and just starts charging at my camera guy. And I had to like grab him. I'm like, dude, no, like you got to calm down, man. Fuck, dude. Yeah, Um, he got a little crazy last weekend. Do people streak a lot there? Like whip their meat out and run around? Never seen anyone streak. Because there's always police. Really? Yeah, never seen it get that crazy. Wow, but buddy, we do it here all the time. Really? Is that a big thing in Canada, huh? Yeah, it's called getting a, like, naked mile. Getting sconed. Yeah. Like, if you're playing beer pong. Yep. And you lose without sinking a sink like sinking a single cup. Right. Then you have to take it down the street. Wow. Yeah. See, there's just yes. Yeah, the culture yeah. is different. I imagine like a lot of people like it's a lot of like street parties like we've seen a lot of people like drinking at houses and things like that. Like out here, it's just like like especially where we are, we're in a city, and especially when you go to Scottsdale, you kind of get you get a little bit of the college crowd, but it's more kind of like older people um not like super older but out of college and they can be like a little bit snobby like you know it's a lot more i don't know what the word is like fancy that's kind of a lame word but it's a little it doesn't have like that yes yes bougie it it doesn't have like that grittiness or like that greasiness to it you would expect you know because we're not like a college town we just we just aren't we're like in a city you know i've heard in the states uh if you're out of state uh, tuition's like 50k a year or some shit. It, yes, it's more expensive for sure. Yeah, so I guess um, basically anybody that comes to a school there that's not from that state is just really loaded. So that would probably make them much more uh, preppy, I guess. Like yes, it definitely them. can. We have a couple schools like that where like one or two schools where every kid that goes there is from like you know multiple generations of wealth. Yeah, and they they're very snobby. So. I imagine it's just much more common there because of the out-of-state thing, really. But yeah, know. yeah, definitely, definitely for sure. We have a ton, ton. Arizona State's population. There's a huge out-of-state population. Yeah, you guys have like eighty thousand people there, right? It's in insane. That one school. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah, we have maybe ten at one of our biggest ones. Right. It's a whole like, man. Yeah, it's. I gotta come and stay, buddy. Like, yeah, that's, that's so crazy. I, yeah, it's. You, guys, you could fill multiple bangers there and not get recognized. Oh yeah, for sure. No, absolutely not. Like it's. Uh, 
you can definitely hide and that's so fun like that's how that's how Dawson does it too he loves when all the new kids come in because you know like a freshman class is ginormous and kids don't know him for the first like half the semester he it's like <laughs> fresh meat every single fall it's great yeah literally buddy exactly man that's, that's good. awesome. Oh, yeah. So you, what's, what's the future with you, Joseph? What is your game plan? Are you going to start ripping pranks or what? Well, I would love to do pranks. They've never, uh, they've never given me the, uh, the go-ahead. They've never put me in the game. They haven't put me in the prank game yet. I would love to, to try it out. I think it would be, it would be fun, but I'm, uh, I'm just the inter- interview guy for now. Buddy, I hope to see you rip a prank one day. They're really fun. I think you'd do good at it. Yeah, I, I definitely enjoy it. I've gotten my feet wet with the interviews. I think I could be ready to try out a prank here soon, but we'll uh, we'll see. We're gonna leave that up to up to mystery. Oh yeah, buddy, it's all about you know. Don't let people hype it up, man. Whatever's coming, hype it up. So that always people stay tuned. Um, yeah, man. But I look forward to it. Absolutely. Well, Jack, this has been super fun. Uh, so I know you're super busy, so thanks for making the time for this. I'm really glad we were able to make this work. Yeah, man, it was really fun. I'm glad to hear. Um, I see you putting in work on uh, the Daily Dropout, and Always. I like it, buddy. I am glad that uh, like you're actually good at um, interviewing people. It's something a lot of people don't know how to do the right way. Yeah. You remind me of like more like a sportscaster angle. Like the way you do it, your intonation – is yeah. very good. Thank you. Um, very professional. It's like, I wouldn't say, because you know on the news, they start every sentence like this and end it like that. Right. You you do that without seeming like a douchebag. Thank um, you. I try to make it work. I think I've been kind of lucky. Like, that's sort of the route I want to go, but I'm not a journalism major. Like, I haven't taken any classes on anything like that. So everything right. that I've learned has just been more so just trying it out and observing people. So I've kind of... I've been like lucky that I've, you know, I, I try to make it as natural as possible. Because if you're trying to be a robot or someone else, it just it just comes off the wrong way. It's just hard to listen to. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're good at that. And um, one actually tidbit that you probably won't hear from anybody else Let's or hear, hear anywhere. If that is the uh, what you want to do, like uh, newscasting and. Uh, what, it was, that's what it was, right? It was newscasting? Or? Yeah, I mean, more so, like, I love the, the digital media space, like, working for a media company. Like, I ultimately, like, if I could have my own pod, like, a podcast like this one day, and that could be, you know, with a media company, and that's how I make my living, like, blogging, video content, podcasting, that would be, uh, that'd be the dream. That'd be the ticket right there. Right. Okay, well, this is perfect for you, then. Um, so you saw that clip of me on the news where uh, right. that guy interviewed me and about how, like, you know, I had this massive street party right? Um, and uh, that it cost the city $300,000. You saw that little clip, right? Yes, I did. All right, so this guy, showed, so he emailed me, set it all up. He showed up on site with his own camera, yep. his own tablet with questions, his own wireless microphone yep. um, and the giant tripod. He literally mounted the camera on the tripod and he filmed stock footage of me and him walking up and down the street, talking to each other, yep. like B-roll shit. And then he did the whole interview um, without an actual cameraman. He just put the camera on the tripod. Yep. He had all his questions ready on a tablet. And then he went to the office, he edited all that and narrated over it and had the whole like five minute segment done 
to make it onto 6 p.m. news. So he literally did every single job that is required yeah. as an individual. So um, I don't know how much of all that you can do, but those are the kind of guys that actually are the biggest assets to these companies. I feel like they expect you to be good at everything. And For this sure. guy had a really, like, he was able to do everything. And on top of that, he was a great newscaster journalist. So it's it's very competitive out there, Joseph. So I think that uh, that would be something that you could, if you could get good at that, you'd be a fucking savage. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, uh, th- I, I've heard the exact same things. Like, you have to be efficient now. Like, you know, it just, it just makes it easier on companies. I, I've always, you know, wanted to make myself more, more well-rounded be kind of like that five tool player you got to be able to be on camera you got to be able to edit you have to be able to produce like write the whole thing like it, it's um it's a lot of uh kind of have to be a one man one man uh one man band out there so that that was so helpful when i i was interning you know i was full time in the office with the daily dropout over the summer and i learned so many good like editing and behind the scenes and camera skills that uh made me, you know, feel a lot better than I did going into the summer about what's coming once I, uh, once I graduate. Oh yeah, are you graduated now? Nope, I graduate, uh, this May. Oh buddy, that's huge, good for you. Thank you, thank you. All right, well, now we can wrap it, we tried to wrap it up, but we always have more to talk about, that's, that's what the beauty of this is. Buddy, let's wrap it. All right, all right, well thanks Jack, really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, man. Uh, wish you the best. Everybody listening, find something that you're good at and uh, make sure there's a target market for it. Um, either do something nobody else is willing to do or be the best at something everybody else wants to do. And don't give up because our ancestors spent thousands of years eating shit so that we could use the internet. So don't be a pussy. Find something you like to do and uh, work for it. You are not special. Do not be entitled. Be humble. The world owes you nothing, so you choose your own destiny. Fuck, I'm fired up, buddy. Let's go. Let's go. Love it. (laughs) All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed that interview with Jack Denmo. Just a quick reminder before I let you go, Apple, Spotify, or YouTube, wherever you may be listening, please rate five stars, leave a friend the review, subscribe, and turn those notifications on so you never miss an episode. Interviews like this one coming your way every single Monday and I know it's been a few weeks but the weekend 12 pack with Uncle Micah you're home for degenerate gambler advice from non-degenerate gamblers coming your way every single Friday thank you again so much for listening and I will talk to you guys on Friday